Welcome to Doug and Joe Talk. I am Doug. And I'm Joe. What if one of these times I said I'm Doug and then you would know what to say? Well, that would... I'd probably just follow and say I'm Joe and see if anybody caught it. But, um... In our hands today, already lit, five, ten minutes in, the Kristoff GC Signature Series. Which, if you don't know, and I don't know if this matters to me, but I just happen to know it. GC means Glenn Case. He's like the boss man, I don't know if CEO, I don't know what his title is, but and this is apparently the cigar that he likes. So the GC Signature Series has a Brazilian Maduro wrapper boasting, <laughs> boasting, boasting, a gorgeous oily sheen, which definitely is true. That's true. Just beneath it is a long filler, uh, not just beneath it, but beneath it is a long filler Cuban seed core of Dominican, Honduran, and Nicaraguan tobaccos, and those are wrapped in a Honduran binder. So, um, uh, yeah, that's what we got. This, <clears throat> What's interesting about this cigar already, we're about five minutes in or so, mm-hmm. is that at, at initially you could tell it's a strong cigar, for one. It's, uh, it's going to be, it's going to have strong flavor. The, the other thing is that I noticed there was a, there was a taste on my lips from where my lips uh, touch the cigar that I didn't like. It's gone away now. The, the, the distastefulness about it's gone away. But already this cigar has transitioned. I don't know. Did yours transition right away? I mean, it f- I felt like from when I was just first lighting it till now, it's already sort of like kind of changed and settled settled in a little bit. It's gotten a lot sweeter. Um, I didn't notice. I didn't notice the same thing. No, but it's like it just the the first initial puffs were like, wow, this is really interesting. Yeah, it was different. Um, it's a Maduro, so we can expect it to be a Maduro, um, and that we've had that Brazilian. Oh, it doesn't say that fancy Arapica or whatever that one is, but anyway, it's a Brazilian wrapper Maduro. Um, I already know it's going to be pretty full body, mm-hmm. um, because I saw the you know what it was supposed to be. But the first initial draws are just same as you. It's just like, oh yeah, I can tell this is going to be strong, yeah. and, and I can tell just by the taste. You said you felt some in the back of your throat, right? So. Um, I, I'm not sure that I felt anything that led me to, but just the taste is like, whoa, there's so much there. I'm anticipating this is going to be strong because of that. Yeah. It's rich, smooth, really smooth. The retro hill is very smooth. That surprised doesn't, me. It doesn't burn. Yeah, I was afraid of that because it, it just seems like it's going to be a really bold cigar. And um, But the retro hail um, did, like, I just, a little one. And I'm like, oh, that's fine. And so I did a bigger one. Yeah. It's okay. It just did a little tingle. And, um, and man, it's. It's cocoa-y already, mm-hmm. but there's a, chocolates right away. Yeah, yep, yeah, right up front, and I think there's some kind of stone fruit, but I can't tell. And we're we're just we're just starting, so yeah. let's not push ourselves too much. Usually, the stone fruit starts <clears throat> about right there. Oh, about me. a third about into a, it. Yeah. About a third, yeah. Um, and, oh, and I did want to mention something. Just uh, it, it it I don't wasn't sure what you meant, but I wanted to use it as I don't know if I'm correcting you or if I'm actually just clarifying for mm-hmm. people. You have to be careful when you're talking about a cigar being strong. If yeah, you're talking about strong about flavors versus about versus strong um, strong nicotine wise, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so it's just I'm, I'm so always careful. What's the careful. proper term? Well, I think um, full bodied full bodied means nicotine. Means nicotine. Full flavored is talking about flavor. Okay, that seems to be the general consensus. Full but when people say full str- flavored. But when people just say, oh, this is a strong cigar, well, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. You mean you're tasting a lot, or do you mean... My wife thinks every cigar is strong <laughs> when, I, when I walk in after. 
Well, that's actually not true with my wife. She like I should take notes and I don't. But like when I come in and she says, "Oh, that one doesn't smell like an ashtray." That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> so anyway, wonderful. So anyway, off to a great start. I'm excited about this one. You yeah. know, yeah, um, I really like it so far. And I might have to apologize to the loan. <laughs> I might have said last week that my favorite one's going to be next week, but it isn't. This isn't my favorite, and. Uh, uh, so I was debating: Do I save the best to last, or save the strongest cigar to last? And in my note, I just went with what I put in my notes, and I elected to save my favorite cigars for the last. That's good. So I bumped up. This is actually the strongest in the collection. Um, so, so there, just in case I made an error. But uh, so, what's going on in the world? <laughs> You know what? I really haven't been paying too much attention this week because I've just been working on other things. But I do know that, um, well, there's something. People are talking about some things, and that's good. Is, is Mueller going to dump his report this week? I don't know. <laughs> um, dump it. You mean throw it in the garbage and yeah. say, hey, there's nothing there? That's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what's going to happen, basically. Thank you for spending our money. We could have <laughs> had, like, a new freeway or something. Yeah. So, I... Yeah, I don't have too much to say about that, except yeah, it's a waste of money, and it doesn't make me happy. But yeah. but I guess if the tables were turned, would I I suppose we should still spend that yeah. money. Yeah, I, I think the only one thing I wanted to say about it was that for all of this effort and all of this political turmoil and sort of, um, I think there's a cost with that too. You know, the, the fact that you've sort of put the president under investigation and made all these accusations, that, that has a toll worldwide, I think. But So that's a high cost as well, but... I saw a statistic that only 28% of people in America think it's credible, mm. and that also 28% would like to see impeachment proceed. So <clears throat> what that tells me is that the people that are claiming to think it's credible are really just don't like the president. Yeah, yeah. And so, anyway, we don't need to talk anymore about that because there's really nothing groundbreaking or exciting about it, but... Yeah, it, it, I just I'm interested in. It. I follow it like some people follow sports. We could pretend we're a mainstream media outlet. <laughs> oh, the Mueller report is going to get Trump. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be a bombshell. It's going to be explosive. Unprecedented. The end of the world is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah. couldn't couldn't resist poking yeah. a little fun there because we have seven listeners and they have seven mm-hmm. million. <laughs> Oh, shoot. Someday. So, someday. Anyway, yeah, so I guess on that, that's that. You have something? Go ahead. I would be, yeah, I, I kind of want to save the best to last. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about one thing on our list, but let's, let's talk about, I, and I don't know much about it, except I heard that the Dems want to push for more, more Supreme Court justices, and this, this will have a couple Interesting discussion oh. points, I think. <laughs> of course they do. Of course they do. Yeah. When you're losing, let's change the rules. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how you do it. I mean, yeah. Didn't we all go to school with that kid? Well, it reminds me. You ever read Calvin and Hobbes? Yeah. You know how, like, you know, they're playing, and then they're playing. It looks like they're playing baseball. Well, then Calvin will say something like, Wait a minute. You didn't touch base 32 after you hit the baseball with the golf club. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, of course, he's just yeah. making up the rules as he goes. That's all this is. It, I, I had not heard that they wanted to increase the number of judges, but I don't understand what purpose that would serve other than they would think that they would roll the dice that they might have opportunity to put some more people in the court. And Well, it, it, 
I'm going to tell you what I know, which isn't much, but it, it almost sounds good on paper, but it's, but it's, what it's doing is it's making a half and half political Supreme Court, which they're probably worried they're going to lose some justices, which is why they'd like it 50-50. But let me, t- let me tell you what I know. The, 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 the thing that was put forward, and I can't remember who it was, it was loosely based, I think, maybe on, like, maybe it's Israel or I think, like, a, a court system there, but where the Republicans would put in five justices, the Dems would put in five justices, and then those ten would vote on five more. So it was increasing it to 15, and it was a 5-5-5. Five, five, five. So it was taking, basically it was taking the power to appoint those judges away from the president? That Was that well, kind of their idea? Yes. Um, it, it, it sounds that way, because it said it's appointed by the mm-hmm. Democrats and the Republicans, which... I'm not even sure if you can say that constitutionally because right. constitutionally it's not a party. Right. That what decides. happens if another third party yeah. comes in? Yeah. And well, why don't the libertarians more? get... Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so... Um, yeah, I think that's a bad idea all the way around. But, I mean, and what it sounds like to me, like my first instinct is is that it's a move by the political elites to try to retain power against a, a populist president that yeah. doesn't play by their, their rules. So once again, it's like the same thing. It's like... Well, I'm losing, so I'm going to change the rules. Well, yeah, and again, and th- my brain still does this, even though I try not to, but it says, oh, wait, okay, so you got one side, the Democrats, and one side, the Republicans. That seems fair. But what people, what I, my brain sometimes doesn't register is, no, what you have is 100% establishment, right. 0% non-establishment. Yep. And um, so that's what... That's what me and other... I have to remind my brain of this, and everybody has to realize that's what it is. It's mm-hmm. the power people seeking more power, and that's not how the Constitution was set up. Yeah. Bad idea. Uh, well, yeah. the, they would have to do like a constitutional convention type of thing to do that, wouldn't they? I mean... According to the constitutionalists, yes. But, you know, everybody still tries, you know, to do stuff. Um, and, uh, oh, did I write, even write down in my notes... Tax returns. That's important. Um, it's not on there, but we'll come back to it later because I still want to talk about the judges. But let's not forget tax returns because there's an important thing I heard like before, right before I got here. So it's not wasn't didn't end up in my notes. Um, Definitely relevant topic mm-hmm. for sure. So increasing the number of judges, I don't think it's necessary. I definitely don't like this plan. But they talked about increasing the number. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. But term limits. I don't know that I think term a term limit is a bad idea. And I don't think it has a constitution. I mean, it would have to be changed because the constitution says a lifetime appointment. But would there be a problem with term limits? <clears throat> for judges, you're talking. Yeah, for judges. Yeah. Not for one of the... I mean, we could talk about that sometime, but one of the branches of government doesn't have either. But The thing I don't like about lifetime appointment is... Well, there's a couple of things, and one of them is going to sound a little bit sci-fi weirdy, but, <laughs> okay. but let's just go there. So the first, the one thing I don't like about lifetime appointment is that um, that you could outlive your um, ability to do the job and not still not want to relinquish it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that can be a problem. I don't. I guess maybe is there something in the statute? Is there something in the Constitution that talks about that? I think it's just a lifetime. Yeah, it's just it's just a lifetime appointment. Well, here's the other here's the counterpoint to that could be, you could be forty and have fifty more years in front of you and mentally have outlived it too. That's true. So there's 
there's probably yeah. I guess it would be kind of an arbitrary sliding scale or whatever. Yeah. The, the, okay. Here's the here's my sci-fi one. Okay. We're getting to a point where do do do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Step into the twilight. So, I think we're getting to a weird place and with technology that you could almost. You could almost fake that somebody's alive, or to oh, be to the point where wow. they're in a coma, and we can, but they're still brain functioning, and we can still, I mean, someday down the road, let's just say, yeah. let's say 20 years down the road, we have this medical technology where that person's body is dead, but their brain's still alive in a jar, or some kind of, like, some kind wow. of artificial carrier. I mean, this is, like, the stated purpose of some of these higher-up people, so, I mean, it's not out of the scope of imagination. How do you know that person's really alive? How do you know that they're really the one making the decisions and it's not this AI carrier that's... Uh, I'm way... This is way out there for people who aren't, like, <clears throat> up to speed with what they're trying to do right now medically, but I think we need to have a... Maybe need to change... If anything, change it to where we got to make sure that they're, like, actually biologically really alive. Well, <laughs> that's... So, this is related. Yeah, do, 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 do. This is related, but interesting. Board meetings for Youth for Christ. I don't know, five, seven years ago, when I was on the board, we changed our bylaws to read, uh, to define present as electronically present. See, th- yeah. Because... You're on the right track, yeah. Because if one of them's traveling to mm-hmm. Colorado... Well, they don't want to miss the meeting. What's wrong with them just calling in? Right. Bing, putting. You can be face to face even with Skype now. Yeah, and so we changed it so they could be present, mm-hmm. and it happened two or three times in the last my last ten years there or whatever, and so that that was helpful. But how would? But with technology, you could you could fake that, you know? Oh, so easy. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And so I wonder easy. if there could ever that make a good movie, a conspiracy where the judge actually dies, but they. Yeah. They sneak it's him all off done in by some room and they, have, yeah, and they have four people or something in there saying, yeah. okay, here's, here's it's, one. It's like Weekend at Bernie's. Except, oh, yeah. Except, <laughs> except the Supreme Court. What's, what's the old Weekend at Ginsburg's. Weekend at Ginsburg's. Yeah. At Ruthie's. Yeah, Weekend at Ruthie's. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We're going to write this movie. <laughs> Come on, we can do the screenplay, I'm sure. <laughs> Ruth, what's up with the dark glasses? Yeah. <laughs> She's trying to be young and cool. Anyway. Oh, oh gosh. No. Weekend at Bernie's, that's a boy. That's a long time since I saw that one. That was. Oh, my. Brings so, back some fun times. So, anyway. That's interesting, but I, I don't think it's actually maybe as sci fi as you think. Well, I know, but some. Did anybody yeah. that's not, like, hasn't thought about or read about or seen some of the things that are going on, it would sound really crazy, but it's really something that sooner or later we're going to have to address. What, is, what constitutes a living person? Mm-hmm. Wow. Anyway. Yeah. There you go. That's pretty. That's pretty crazy. Well, okay. So on a practical level, sure they can live out their youth usefulness, and so somebody gets old and can't really make good decisions. They're still a Supreme Court justice. But I don't. I kind of like. I kind of respect age. Sure. People that have been around a long time. It's like. But well, I also have seen people. My grandparents not be thinking very well. well at I mean. And, and let's not forget that we're talking about Supreme Court justices. These are people that are put on the court because we believe that they have supreme judgment. Yeah. And so I guess if you're saying, if you're put, endorsing someone as being having enough good judgment that you're going to let them be a Supreme Court justice, decide some of the hardest cases in the country, mm-hmm. I guess you have to sort of assume that they would have the good judgment to step back if they 
can no longer do the job. I guess I guess that's true. And they're um, sitting on a panel of other yeah judges. judges and the other been, judges could be like they hey, could put come some on pressure. Now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I suppose it could work out that way. I I do want to say though, I I really appreciate your wording. We put people on there because we believe they have supreme judgment. I don't believe that's why leftists put them on there. But that's why we put them on there because they have well, supreme judgment. Well, that's the judgment. idea. Yeah, that's, that's the idea. I think yeah. leftists put them on there because they will vote their way yeah and we which is unfortunate and you know what also i want to just give a little bit of a uh benefit of the doubt because while there are a few cases where we see people make political judgments no doubt about that Mm -hmm. they try an immense amount of cases where they do exercise pretty reasonable judgment and they do go according to the constitution a lot of times but yeah, there's activist judges, no doubt. And they've made their way to the Supreme Court, unfortunately. I will say out loud on the podcast, I still believe in that institution, mm-hmm. in that section of our government. I still believe in it, even though there are activist judges. Um, <clears throat> so, It's uh, sad that there are, though. It, it, sh- it, it should is. grieve us that a judge could be partial. But. Yeah. You know, because the goal isn't to be partial. The goal is to say, well, yeah. what does the Constitution say? It's not, in a that way, it's not goal. even to do what's right. It's to say, mm-hmm. what is the Constitution? Well, the Constitution says this. If you don't think it's right, then yeah. you need to change the Constitution. That's their job. Yeah. So, you, you wouldn't think it'd be that difficult, but holy cow. Um, so, so, let's get practical for a second, or a minute. <laughs> What's what would be a term a term limit or an age limit? What would what would See, be the limit? Th- there's an inherent problem with term limits, and that's when you have a really good judge. <laughs> Why should you kick him out and have to risk losing that great judge? And it's kind of like why we don't have constitutional conventions all the time because yeah. it's a good system and if we yeah. open it up we could really screw it up so like in that sense I'm against term limits for anybody if yeah. you've got somebody in there that's doing a good job why would you kick them out just because they've been there a certain number of years I, I, I get that that that's kind of like a flawed thing a flawed, a flawed idea I, I'd like to know uh, not necessarily I'd like to know policy wise but I'd also, also like to know practically what happens if somebody isn't what if it's obvious to everyone, including the other judges, that someone isn't mentally capable of doing their job, do they just not show up and not vote? Is that is that the protection, or do the other judges? What actually happens? Do they say, "Hey, hey, Ruth, come on, <laughs> really, it's time to go"? You know, I think and probably she, they would receive an immense amount of pressure from their mm-hmm. colleagues, and maybe maybe that's better than term limits. You know, I think it worked. It so it's far worked it's worked. so far, yeah. yeah. So. People are living longer, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I say they are. They, I don't know if they are, really. <clears throat> well, and I've actually... Yeah, life expectancy has actually gone down recently right. in, the la- in the United States, but I think that has to do with... This is, this is a little bit conspiracy theory, but not necessarily. Um, has to do with depression and over-prescribed... Over, over what are they called... Uh, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, pharmaceutical For, things. Yeah, but specific the uh, the specific ones, um, oxytocin or oxycodone or whatever the okay. uh, there's a name broad name opioids. Opioids. Thank you. That's a yeah. word I couldn't think of. I think it's for a lot of reasons. I think a lot of our systems. We talked about systems a couple weeks ago. Are broken. They're so broken, and it is killing us. <laughs> it really is. <clears throat> yeah, and the whole thing about we're living longer. I think that is not true. <clears throat> I think that the reason that people the average age of death in 
1900 or whatever mm-hmm. was like 40 or whatever is because so many zeros on the on the on the scale because of infant mortality and mothers dying in childbirth things like that oh childhood diseases were wiping people out if now you, we've we've kind of eradicated a lot of that yeah. sort of like malnutrition based stuff and we've got better we're like i for example here's a statistic they said if we had 1950s medical technology the chicago's murder it would be something like seven times higher because we can save people now that we oh, couldn't save yeah. before. Oh, yeah, wow. And it's that, not that, okay. it's not that people saying. are getting chronologically older at all. It's just that we can save them and we can and prevent... And save them sooner. We can yeah. prevent things yeah. that we couldn't prevent before. So That's interesting. Um, yeah, so I mean, that whole argument, it's like we're not living into our 110s, 115s. I mean, there were 100-year-old <clears throat> people when in the creation of this country, you know. I, I met a gal, and this is a side note, and then we'll uh, do a cigar update. Met a gal when I was in the Dominica, Dominican Republic that allegedly was like crazy old, like way older than any Guinness person, maybe even 120. But oh. they had no proof of it, so they couldn't yeah. Guinness her. And it's like, so nobody ever argued about it. Every, mm-hmm. She's just the old gal in the village, skinny and mm-hmm. and hilarious. And and she uh, she farted and blamed it on me because I was sitting right next to her. She was in a rocket chair. <laughs> And I'm like, that was just hilarious. Yeah, it it's like, what do you say when a 120 year old lady you just take says it. that you farted? <laughs> it was her. Everybody in the room knew it was her. But <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Gosh. So anyway, going from age has its privileges. You can do stuff like that. It does. It does. <laughs> so you've got a wonky burn. I'm seeing that yeah. right away. Oh, but, it is a little. I guess I was. Yeah. It's uh, now. I've I've heard people smarter than me say that sometimes Maduros burn wonky and mm-hmm. you just put up with it because you like Maduros. This is a stellar cigar. <laughs> it really is. Like I don't remember it being this good the first time I smoked it. So um, mm. I like the oil. It, it's nice and just the smoothness all around of the cigar. Yeah, that's the big thing. It's mm-hmm. it's got a lot of flavor. It's maybe has a lot of strength. I'm not sure yet. It, I'm, I don't feel it. But it just tastes, and I sense that it's a really powerful nicotine cigar, but it's super smooth. Um, but that but that chocolate that started in the beginning is is still there. The retrohale brings it brings it out a little bit, maybe even sweetens it. Um, a little bit of earthiness, but it's it, but I'm getting way more chocolate than mm-hmm. usually. Earth dominates, and I get a little chocolate. This is really chocolatey. Yeah, it is. And, uh, I haven't been able to identify any for sure if I'm getting stone fruit. But so, how about you? Chocolate, a little bit of nut, maybe. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. It's almost like a almond sort of taste. I'm gonna agree. <clears throat> of course, that might lend into the stone fruit. Yeah. Uh, field a little bit, but uh, so smooth. Yeah, there's a real, real soft. Like I, I purged through my lips. The the oil. It's almost like a feel more than a more than a taste. But there's yeah, there's just a nice, nice mouthfeel because of the oil. Mm-hmm. Mine's burning perfect. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. you got a little long. Yeah, it's one. okay. We do have a little bit of cracking too, like we've had with the rest of these Kristoffs. Yeah, I. Uh, we'll. Uh, we need. I've got some. Uh, you don't even know this yet. I've got a few Kristoffs that weren't in the collection. Mm-hmm. There's some newer ones, some that uh, have come out in the last couple of years since that selection came out. I don't know, four, maybe four or five. Can't remember. But we'll. We need to look at those newer ones. See if see if the construction is good on those. Because you know, if these sit around, 
in a good humidor, you wouldn't think they'd crack, but just age, being moved, bumped, there, you know, possibility having cracks. I haven't seen a crack in this one. Yeah, that's that's good. Have so, we talked about how long a cigar will keep? No, I'm, and I don't, I don't think there's an age limit as long as you have it humidified. Um, if if it gets dry, that's really bad for it. I've heard some people say if it gets dry, it's garbage, but I've heard other people say you can rehumidify them. Probably to a point. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it would be interesting to see if somebody had a collection of like hundred-year-old cigars or something that was just somehow kept under lock and key in the perfect environment or something. The the guy, I'll give a shout out. We're we're still doing the cigar update here, so give a shout out to Brian Glenn, Cigar Obsession. I like watching him occasionally. I haven't watched watching him much lately, but I like um, a lot of the stuff that he says is good. That's why I like him because our palates are similar, but. Um, he, I believe it was him that said when he buys cigars, like if he's not, if he goes to a shop and buys it, he smokes it. But if he buys cigars at a shop and takes them home, he'll not smoke them the next day. Like he'll on purpose leave them a month in his humidor just to kind of let them settle. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if that's a good idea, but I, but I practice that. I, I don't very often buy them, leave them in my humidor two days and then smoke them. Sure. Um, I've so. bought them and like. <clears throat> Taking them someplace and smoked them, or like we buy them at yeah, the yeah. cigar shop and smoke them. But. That triple Maduro will probably yeah. that we bought a week or so ago will probably <clears> only be in my humidor, <laughs> not very long because yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm itching. I'll to probably smoke, smoke mine Friday if we yeah play cards. if I make it, I'll maybe I'll bring mine too. So uh, so anyway, good good flavor, good strength on this. Yeah. Um, for at least I'm assuming. And the retro hill really does enhance the flavor. Yeah, and it doesn't. And it, I was scared of it. Thought it was going to burn me, and it didn't. So, all right, there's our there's our cigar update. So, um, so let, let's hit the tax returns. I, this might be yeah. more information than it is debate on this. Maybe we can just talk about tax in general this year. This it's been interesting. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So, New York State and New Jersey. I think New York State has passed it in one branch of their state government. But they're they're attempting to pass legislation that says if you won't turn over five years of your tax returns, we will not put you on the primary or the final ballot as as uh, president. Which it's unconstitutional. So even if they pass it, whoever you know, if Trump was running, he could still fight it and say it's unconstitutional. But <clears throat> um, but that's what that's what they're Interesting. doing. Yeah. Interesting. I. Uh, what do you think about? I mean, what do you, what's your thoughts? Well, first of all, with regard to this president, he was already voted as president without turning over his tax returns. So mm-hmm. he he's an American like the rest of us, and nobody has to be for. I mean, they, they've already been filed. They've already gone through the government bureaucracy and approved and whatever. What's it meaning to see him? If you don't trust the IRS, fix the IRS. Don't. Yeah, it kind of seems like that. I mean, are they doing this to, because they want Trump to release his? Because it seems like yes. it would. Yeah. It seems like it would. It would uh, eliminate a lot of <laughs> other candidates as well, ones that they w- might prefer over Donald Trump. I mean, Bernie's not going to yeah. disclose his. Maybe. I. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I guess. I guess I hadn't thought about that. I, I think it's a bad idea. Here's the thing. Even if I think it would rule out some people that I would be glad it ruled out, (laughs) 
I still think it's a bad idea. It just does. I don't think it's right I, um, to demand that. I don't um, because no one else has to do it because it's it's already been because it's already been done. It already yeah, went I through mean, the through the government process. Why does anybody have to see them? I think there needs to be also. I my I guess my initial concern is is a right to privacy one. I mean, I don't want people to be able to get away with bad things, but that doesn't mean we should have to disclose all of the things that we do. I mean, right. I right to privacy is a is a major component in our governmental system. Like the whole the whole idea of us being free is that we have a right to pri- we have a right to privacy. And and uh, if we have to start disclosing how it is that we've made a living and like the different things that we've given to or the different I just think that it's just it's just the wrong way to do it, I think. I don't like I don't like that. I mean, because then what do, what do they say then after that? Well, now, okay, now you have to give over five years of tax returns and we, we're going to tap everyone's micro... We're going to release all of the... What was heard on the microphone of your cell phone for the last five years and we're going to analyze it to see who you've been talking to and what you've said to them in secret. Well, that would be, like, the, that, would be that Chinese company that'd be right. releasing, releasing that. Um, you know. Well, so, I, I mean, you know, people say don't do anything wrong, you don't have anything to hide. Well, that's... That's not necessarily true either. Right. Because you can... Because who's to, who gets to define wrong? Mm-hmm. If the government gets to define wrong, then I might be doing something that's wrong. You know, and that's that's where you get into... <clears throat> what if I want to do something right and I don't want anybody to know about it? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know, um, yeah. You know, it's like I was talking about this this fella in Oskaloosa that's building all these properties. And he said, oh, I'm just yeah. I'm helping, out, helping out the community. You know, and I was thinking... Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you weren't making a lot of money, you wouldn't be. If you were losing money on those houses, you wouldn't be doing it. Which, whatever, I'm just fine. I, I, I don't. Yeah, but who's to decide, right? Like, who's to <clears throat> exactly? And and let's say somebody gets his tax return and says, "Oh man, he's making way too much money." Well, that would hurt his business, and that's none of their business, right? We want you know? to succeed. You want, you know? Um, yeah. So, and I, I want him to succeed. I'm glad he's making money. Sure. I mean, it's good. It is good for the community, and it's also good for him. The only things that are Anyway, mm-hmm. the only things that ever end up being bad for a community and not bad for the individual is when government gets involved. But <laughs> yeah. and maybe that's okay, and maybe it's not. But yeah, mm. yeah, I think it's a dumb law. It surprises me. It's, I mean, it surprises me that the New York legislature doesn't have enough sense to see why this is bad. Like yeah. how it no, could New, be harmful. New Jersey. It was New oh, Jersey. Sorry, New, New Jersey. Jersey was, I think, thinking about it, and I think Washington State was the one that actually oh. passed one branch. If I have my info correct. So, yeah. Like that I said, so it's mostly me. yeah, it's mostly info. I just yeah, I think it's a right to privacy thing too. Um. So, mm. course correction here. Mm. Lost my ash. Got about a half of the cigar left to go. I got a real long ash, inch and a half at least. Mm-hmm. So, not that we have to compare ashes. To say which one of us is <laughs> got the bigger ash. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, what about changing the voting age? Oh, can we, well, can we say one more thing about taxes? We can. Sure. Stick to taxes. Um, for a little bit. I don't know. Maybe we did we talk about um, how much people are getting back with tax returns and how much they've paid in and this whole new tax law and how people are complaining about it. Have we talked no, no, about uh-huh. that? Okay. Um, so we had tax reform mm-hmm. and it's changed people's taxes. That's what tax reform mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. So you have all these people who have been taking home more money 
from their jobs because their tax rates went down. Mm -hmm. Well, now, if they take less out of your check, then you're going to get less back when you file your tax return. If you you get Mm -hmm. a refund, then Mm -hmm. you're going to get less back. So people have been complaining about... People were people hadn't said anything about how they were taking home more money, mm-hmm. and now they're complaining about how they're getting a, li- a smaller tax return, when, in a f- in actuality, they paid less taxes. Like yeah, it's it's a good it's a yeah. good thing. Why is it why is a small and why is a small tax return a then, bad thing? And then uh, I forget uh, I forget who published this story. There's an article. I think Goldman Sachs did the research of it, but. Lower wage earners are actually benefiting way more from these ah. tax cuts than high wage earners, mm. and you're just not hearing about it. Mm. And so it's kind of interesting that they're making a big. They right around a month ago, they were making a big deal about how people were getting smaller tax refunds, and they were trying to get people to complain about it. And just the logic of the whole thing is pretty messed up. Mine yeah. stayed about the same. Did it? I, I mean, I, and and like I haven't. It. I haven't filed yet. I'm. I'm trying to. My my focus is getting my apartment rented, not doing my taxes. So right. I'm I'm working on that right. instead. But um, I think as a farmer, I have a little bit of an earlier deadline. Oh, you probably do. You probably do. And I've got I've got another kid, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get back money no sure. matter what because I had another kid at the end of the mm-hmm. year. So, which I don't know if I'm in favor of that. But if it's, in favor of having kids or if I'm in favor of having kids, oh, I'm just getting I'm just, the money. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I don't want them to take my money and then give me more back because I had a kid. I just yeah. want them to not take people's money. Yeah. <clears throat> To begin with. And you don't want to get anybody else's money either, right? Right. I don't want any, no, I don't want anybody else's money. In fact, what I want to do, I want to pay for what I need to pay for. Yeah. If the government did something that I benefited from, I want to pay for it. I sure. don't want to pay for Frank in New Jersey who's living on the street that needs food. I pay for some guy over here in Oski who's living on the street and needs food, but I'll yeah. give that to him myself. I don't need the government involved. Right. Or the, I, could, it, I, could actually, pretend, I could pretend the government was involved and I could, I could take like five bucks... And just wad up two dollars, three dollars, throw it in the garbage, yeah, and then and the then toilet. give that guy two dollars. Yeah, exactly. That would be that would be like taxes. <laughs> That's. I was gonna say actually, I think the government does does aid with about what is it, twenty seven percent efficiency or something. So like, oh shit, shit. So every dollar you give that goes to those types of programs, only twenty seven cents actually goes to the wow. people. So it'd be like, out of five dollars, they get about a yeah. buck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So I guess like dollar and change. Every time I give somebody five bucks, I need to throw four dollars away. Yeah. So just I, I feel better about myself yeah. that way. Uh-huh. I'm a good American. <laughs> That's right. Oh shoot! So, Speaking of being good Americans, mm-hmm. let's go ahead now and talk about how six, how awesome of Americans the sixteen year olds are. I'll tell you what. When I was sixteen, I would have wanted them to change the vote to sixteen. I would have too. And I, I bet everybody my age wouldn't have wanted them to. Really? They didn't care. I don't know, but I yeah I I just it, it is it's too bad that sixteen year olds um, aren't more mature in general, um, but I think in general it would but but again it's I don't have to argue whether it's a good idea or a bad idea I just have to say hey you know it's set up the way it is and that's how it is we don't, we don't there's no need to change it we're back to this initial initial thing we talked about of like we're losing so we want to change the rules yeah exactly these 16 year olds i i was 16 once i don't have anything against 16 year olds but they're easy to manipulate yeah and they're emotional and they don't have skin in the game and that's right sorry yeah um 
Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I, I don't have too much to say for it. except And, and really, skinning the game's a big thing. I mean, if we had a culture where 16-year-olds were had been working for three years and owned property and had three kids... And they might. A 16-year-old yeah, might have a job and they could own property might. and all kinds of stuff. They might have skinning the game. But, if, but most don't. Right. If we were in a culture where most did, and that was, you know, made, and they were, you know, mature enough to make this... I, I'm not sure that... Some twenty-year-olds are maturing up, but anyway, you got to draw the line somewhere, right? Um, so, but it's just no. I don't see any reason to change it. Um, what is? What are the people that are advocating for that? What is their reason for wanting to do that? You know, I should be more uh, more informed, and I don't know. Um, it, I, I, of course, I, you know, I assume. I, I heard. Yeah. I heard. I have uh, assumptions too. Yeah, yeah, I heard a quick thing that they, which probably means. The, the, the leftists or the Democrats want to change it to 16, they think they can get more more voters. <clears throat> but I don't know what their uh, stated reason would be. Um, <sighs> but anyway, so nothing... Well, I know what. They're concerned about the rights of these <clears throat> young people, you know, and letting other people shape policy that's going to change their oh, lives. Oh, right. It's really hard for they them gotta, to they get... they got to give job. them a voice. Yeah, yeah, give them some benefits. Uh, take your money and give it to the 16-year-olds. Yeah, exactly. And you could go to college when you're 16. And, oh, okay, mm, yeah, anyway. 16-year-olds, yeah. we don't trust them. Not necessary to talk about that. What about the Electoral College? Um, I, I, wish I, knew, I wish I knew more, and I think I do, but I think the Electoral College was set up the way it, the way it was... So that, so that places where there aren't large populations still get an equal, an equal equal say because it's not just about the popular vote. It's about Mm -hmm. it's about land. It's about it's about states. There's there's a lot of stuff involved there, but but that's why. So that a state that doesn't have a very high population still gets Mm -hmm. a vote, right? Yep. Okay. So I can't see any reason not to not to keep it the way it is. The only reason they would do that is to is so that the large metropolitan areas would control the rural areas mm-hmm. then. Yeah, that's why they want to do it. I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at the... at the vo- Elitists again. Yeah, if you look at the voter maps and you look where people are voting, and especially in, in this, like in 2016, how concentrated the liberal votes were in these high population areas, that's the reason that they want to change this, because they want... Yeah. But, you know... It's it just I, I think it's all around is a bad idea because the while the people in the cities are valuable people, when you live concentrated, you just it's it's easier to indoctrinate a people a collection of people when you have them collected in a in a confined area, and I don't know I I think that people that advocate for direct democracy don't know what they're asking for. Yeah, it, yeah. it would be yep. it would be a I nightmare. Agree. When you can get people in three cities to outweigh the rest of the country, it's yeah. it would be a nightmare. Yeah, it, it would be. And uh, and the other thing, life is different. Life is different in the rural area than it is in the city. That's part of the reasons why states that have a lot of big cities have some different politics. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, so that's... Yeah, I don't think we have anywhere to go on that. I, I think it's fine the way it is, and that's how it ought to be set up. Um, so, this um, cultural competency thing, I, I believe it was the state of Tennessee 
uh, or maybe a town in Tennessee, was making their teachers go through cultural competency training, which was a uh, pseudonym for you're a racist if you're white. <laughs> no matter what. You're white, you're privileged, you're and you're a racist. Awesome. And some some teachers are kind of throwing a fit about it, but then again, they got to be careful because they throw a fit about it, they'll lose their jobs. And, and they're in a largely kind of leftist-dominated union. They're in a leftist-dominated city, and it's affecting some of the people even in the rural areas. And they're being told, you're teaching wrong, you're white, you're privileged, you're a racist. And so, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so they're so they're wanting them to take these classes, or they're wanting them to... They are forced. Non racist. They are forced to go to these cultural competency okay. seminars as part of their teacher training. Okay. And uh, which is. It's just like some brainwashing sessions about how. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So. You know. We. I had, a, I had a really good discussion with a friend of mine in Minneapolis this weekend. Last. Yeah, last weekend. We were talking about race issues. Like. Here, here's the deal. People are different. Okay? We've got, even in our even in our community, we've got white people, we've got black people. We have <laughs> maybe a very few Native American people. We've got uh, Hispanic people. We've got Asians. We've got, uh, we've got uh, Middle Eastern Somali. people. Yeah, we've got some Middle Eastern people. We've got, and we've, I mean, we've even got some Asians. We've got... We got we got we have everybody. We don't have them in maybe the concentrations that they do in some of these other places, but um, all around all around this country, we have a, we have diverse groups of people. Though those different culture groups look differently, act differently, speak differently, have different come from different cultures. Some of which they're trying to get away from. Some of them they're trying to bring here, but they're different, and they're. Okay, there's a there's a fine line between being a racist and being a person that recognizes cultural differences, cultural and ethnic differences for what they are and recognizes the fact that some are more compatible with other groups than others. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I am of the belief that in re- if we're going to have real diversity, real productive diversity, mm-hmm that we have to say it's okay to be different and it's okay to have preference that doesn't mean you hate people that right. see there's where racism comes along like if i prefer to deal with people that speak my language and have the same customs and values as me that does not make me a racist now if i hate everyone and want them to die that isn't just like me mm-hmm. then i would be like then i'd be a bad guy i'd be part of the problem but if I just prefer, if I prefer to deal with people that have similar values and morals and and preferences as me, not based on their color, but just based on the way they think and the way they act and the way they engage well, and in the generalizing, world, that's not racist. Generalizing isn't a bad idea. All right. Now I want to I want to come back to that because we're at we're at time for time for an update. I like I like you got me on my soapbox. I know. I know. <laughs> you were getting. I didn't want to interrupt you. Gosh. Um, so cigar update. Yeah. Um, I had an inch and a half of ash. It dropped off um, a while back. Got a little more now. 
Might have been, might be losing a little sweet, but most everything else is still there. I think I agree with your almond in there with that, with that chocolate, but I'm, I'm still not sure. But it's le a little less sweet than it was. Still smooth. Maybe the earth has come up a little bit. A bit. So anything additional? I don't know. I, I'm not losing much sweet. I mm. think it's, I think it's just as sweet as it ever was, but it's. It's more, it's kind of more blended in with some of that earth, and it's just kind of a... This, this cigar is doing what I like cigars to do. It's, it just settled in yeah. now, and so everything's kind of blending. And, and you know, I did go on a... I did talk a little bit for a while. Maybe, maybe I slowed down my burn a little bit and lost a little sweetness, because now that I'm, I'm tugging on this a little more while you were talking, maybe I'm getting yeah. some of it back. When we get so. to the last uh, update, let's talk about what we're supposed to be tasting, yeah. because I... That might illuminate us as it to might, what we are tasting. So. But I think we're, this has been pretty consistent. Yeah. And I'm surprised because I thought it would have more of the the nicotine spice burn. Yeah, I haven't had any of that. It haven't had any of it all. It's been so smooth. That's yeah. that's the what has surprised me because it's like, oh my gosh, this is going to be strong, but no, none of that yeah. burn. So, all right. So, um, so generalizing isn't bad that it, you, in fact you, that's part of the way your brain works yeah, it's part of our humanity now if you live in a city for 10 years and you get robbed by three black guys who look very similar it's and act similar and act and similarly similar. and dress similarly yeah. it's not bad for you to think people that look and dress that way might be bad you're kind um, you're kind of foolish if you don't start to start to right now protectively about yourself. Exactly. Now, that doesn't mean that somebody that looks completely different isn't going to have an easier time robbing you because you think that way. It, right. and, but we're also adults, and we can reason, and we can say, okay, I've had some bad experiences. That doesn't mean every person that looks like that is bad, but, but it's still not a bad idea to generalize. And because we can reason, we can say, you know, I meet this young kid, and he looks like the three guys that robbed me. I can still reason my way through that and sure. say that's a bias and I need to mm -hmm. loosen that a little bit. And that's that's good. You're not a racist because you're generalizing. Right. Um, in fact, you could almost say it's it's racist not to generalize. I mean, you could, you could flip it and say it's... If you, yeah, if, yeah. You, if you're making your decisions <clears throat> ab about people and what to expect of them and and how to treat them purely based on what color they are, that's wrong. That That is... Kind of along the lines of the definition of racism, I think. Right, but but there's a lot more there. When somebody would say, "Oh, that's racist," well, no, no, it's not. They were all wearing baseball caps. They all had they all had yeah. a, a big wallet with a chain on it. And yes, they were all black. But when I meet a black guy in a suit, I'm going to look at him a little differently than I would treat a white guy in a ball cap with a wallet on a chain. Yeah. Even you know, so it's okay to do that. And really, I'm saying it's okay to generalize on race as long as we realize. What we're doing, yeah. we realize it's a generalization, mm -hmm. and uh, that's the thing that always bothered me when people were saying, "Don't be racist." Like, I'm, I'm not. I'm generalizing, and that's that's all right. I'm, I'm kind of beating a dead horse here, but I, I should read Thomas Sowell's book. I've heard it's a good book. Really? The one, the one where he talks that there's three, and I, I can't, I can't break it all down. But there's three different types of racism. One is, one is bad. The others are just normal ways of functioning yeah, in I life. Think, I think that all I want to say about it is just that it's okay that we're different, and it's okay to like. It's okay to have some preference in that. As long as we don't cross the line and be, like, hateful and want to wish harm on people, yeah. then it's okay to want... You know, like... I remember... <laughs> this is kind of funny. I remember... 
I remember in school there was this guy. I can't even remember his name now, but there was a guy who was really into like black girls, and he was into and he was into culture, and he was in, and I think he ended up marrying a uh, a black woman too. And I think it's that's fine. <laughs> it's a, it's kind of fun that we can have preference. You can you can like you can choose to really like hanging out with Hispanic people. You know, eating their food, talking with them, going to other countries where people, you know, Hispanic countries or whatever. It's okay to to prefer cultures and ethnicities yes. over others as long as we don't hate people. And I and I've have said that too yeah. that I prefer Latinos, Hispanics because partly because I speak Spanish, yeah, yeah. but there's also it's a culture that interests you or yeah, and there's there's quite a few actually in yeah. in Iowa in this area and yeah, I took Spanish in school and mm-hmm. so uh, and I did mission trips in India, so I kind of. You know, sure. If anyone, if anyone looks, and and this this people could call this racist, but if anyone looks at all Indian, I'm gonna go up and say, "Hey, Namaste," you know, and see what they say, you know. And sometimes yeah. they're like, "Dude, I'm black." I'm so, sorry, you know. It's like, whoops! I thought you were maybe you're kind of light skinned I thought maybe you're from northern India. It's like, no. I I love <clears throat> cultural differences. I know. I it's think so it's fun. so fun that we can be different, and 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 and, and you know, we had when I was talking to my friend too. I don't know how much time we have, but. We were talking about other things too, in regards to the race issues and and some of the yeah some of the just problems that our society is is uh, trying to trying to, we're trying to be fair we're trying to be yeah. we're trying to do the right thing I think on the whole people want to try to do the right thing and if there are if there are um, undue um, advantages or disadvantages we want to we want to create as a level a playing field as we can that's I think that's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But we certainly can take it too far, and and we also have to address the problems that are inherent with certain cultures. There, like for example, if you have a large group of people, and we're just we're picking on the we're not picking on, but like um, some of the Central American sort of communist countries. If you have a bunch of people that come from there, they are going to have certain tendencies um, and certain flaws, certain character flaws because of where they're from. Just like I'm going to have certain character and flaws from where I come character from. benefits. Exactly. <clears throat> Precisely. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, if there's a big problem um, with, uh, for example, we have um, uh, in Middle Eastern uh, communities, uh, communities of people in the United States that have come from Middle Eastern countries, we have big problems of spousal abuse. Mm-hmm. We have big problems of um, um, treatment of women and things like that. Things that I would say are a problem. This is a cultural problem. Yeah. We need to address it. And there's other problems too, in like in some of your, um, I don't know what you want to call them, like some of the minority communities in America. There's like some deep-seated problems, like with crime and with drugs and things. And we gotta to address problems and them being concentrated within certain communities isn't racist. It's just we want to try to get, we want to acknowledge this problem and see what's causing it and try to make it right. Yeah. And that's not racist. <laughs> and to try to communicate that to people is very difficult. I, I, um, I agree. So um, let's. Uh, we might be able to jump into that another time more. I want. I want to jump to talk about. Just tell you about Devin Nunes. I think is how you pronounce his name. I'm actually not sure. But yeah, he, Nunes. I think. Okay, because I've heard it pronounced about five different ways, and he, uh, and. I heard him a year ago speak at CPAC and was just really impressed. You were there or you just heard the speech? I wasn't okay. there. I heard it uh, say after the fact. I try to listen to most of the speeches if I can. We should go to that someday. We should. That would be really kind fun. Of fun. Doug and Joe. We could have a Doug and Joe booth maybe. And- mm. <laughs> there you go. Who would we have to pay and yeah. how much? <laughs> so um, 
But he was he's suing Twitter. He's actually suing he's announced that he's suing Twitter. He's suing a lot of tech companies for uh, defamation because there were attacks on him and his family members and everything for Yeah, they doxed for, him. Yeah, for the work that yeah. he was doing it was and uh, that stuff. And the short end is if if they try to say, you know, we're not, we're not a publisher, we don't have anything to do with it, then they're they're kind of shooting their, their themselves on the foot on one end. Um, but if they try to say because they've already admitted that they're shadow banning people. Yeah. So it's like, no, wait a minute. So what's going on here? You're either one or you're the other. Right. So he's just he's saying we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get to truth. We're gonna figure this out. We're gonna assume. We're gonna actually yeah, plan. We're on gonna it. get discovery. Discovery. That's them, the word. Thank and we're you. gonna That's make the them. That's the word. Divulge all this stuff. Yeah. It's gonna be awesome. It it will. And it's gonna be a game changer. It could be. Has potential it will. to be a game changer. So I'm I'm tickled that he made that announcement. But <clears throat> the other the other thing to talk about is he he was mentioning algorithms. It's like on one hand. When I'm dealing with things on the internet, whoever it is, Amazon, and I'm like, and they have algorithms, I kind of like it because I listen to Over the Rhine, I buy Over the Rhine CD on Amazon, and then they say, oh, you might like this CD. I kind of like that, but it is designed by a human. And he was saying, as long as they're designed by a human, when there's a human at fault, then there's a human at fault, you know, when, when something happens. And so if you're dealing with Twitter and some of the others that are, Saying the they're platforms, but yeah. kind of acting like publishers. If a human is building this algorithm, then aren't you sort of deciding we're not going to publish this, we're going to publish this? Yeah. And I'm not sure where to draw the line, because on products I like that they do it. And really, even on some level, if I like conservative content, and there's, there's you know... There's a difference, I think... Well, yeah, I mean, this is a big issue. Yeah, okay. We yeah. don't have near enough time yeah. to exhaustively get it, beat it down, but like... There's a difference between serving you content that they think that you will appreciate and denying you access to content that they don't like. Thank that's you. The that's, the li- that's the line difference. I wanted. I'm glad you said that. I, I, knew, I knew it would probably you, rise to If the you top. subscribe mm-hmm. or follow Nunez, you're saying, I want his tweets. Yeah. And when people's fault that have said, I want this, are denied access to that, that's when the shadow banning is is hurting people and, and it's financially hurting. There's financial damages. Yeah. I mean, with stuff like this. So it's going to be really nice. It's interesting to see in the next five years, what happens with big tech. It, yeah. it is a, there's a rumblings under the surface and, and I think this lawsuit's a good start. I, uh, I agree. And it, it, it might even be fun on a later show to kind of unpack it more and figure out what would be right. Because I, I sometimes, you know, cause I sometimes wonder if, should everything be free? And it seems like it should be just free to go wherever it wants to go. Yeah. And uh, but then it's if they're learning from me and sending me content I want, that should still be allowed. But what if I want some something really bad and perverted and horrible? Well, should they let me have it? I think so. Even though I'm not in favor of that bad content, I think right. that they should allow me to have it, even if they decide it's bad. They should. They shouldn't restrict it. Yeah, it's almost like they need to split it. Like here's the stuff that you've that you are, are signed up for, and here's the stuff that we suggest. Almost like a, uh, I don't know. Anyway. Maybe I, I'm not even. I'm not even sure if, <laughs> if I if I if I like that because th- then I have to trust. You know, I, I, you're always trusting a person somewhere always. along the lines. But for using the service, you know, we are so. Um, well, 
we're we need to talk about what this cigar is supposed to taste like. Mm-hmm. And uh, so let me let me read. And I also I I also have a, a comment about what it's supposed to taste like. So this cigar, according to the stuff online, it says it produces rich, chewy notes of oak, molasses, dried fruit, and cocoa, along with spicy sweetness. And um, so. I'd say it's pretty accurate. I think it's pretty accurate too. We were we were reaching for maybe some like I was thinking stone fruit, so maybe some dried fruit in there. I don't know if I got the molasses quite, but not specifically. It's sweet, but not yeah. specifically molasses. I think that the oak makes sense, makes a lot of sense, and the, the descriptive term chewy makes sense too because it's chewy, chewy notes. <laughs> so another description that didn't that didn't come from the same site said dark chocolate dried apricots and a sweet spicy finish that might be yeah i agree with that too but the reason the reason i wanted to mention it was because if you notice the similarities there Mm -hmm. that's that's a human being trying to identify what they're two two human beings trying to identify what they're tasting and coming really close to understanding it and that's why i like that there's two of us yeah you know two of us trying to say hey what are we tasting and uh and figure out this cigar so um well i've i've still got enough left i'm gonna keep smoking this for Mm -hmm. a while and um but this has been the christoph gc signature series which I think I've enjoyed more than the first time I had. Yeah, it's I like definitely it a lot. it's it's definitely up there. And as far as this series goes, it's one of my favorites. I think smooth and powerful is what I what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. The taste has remained mostly the same. I I think when I talk a lot and I and I draw less, it gets a little less sweet. But as I start keep drawing faster, it keeps the sweetness mm-hmm. going. So mm-hmm. that's my last comment. You got anything yeah. additional? No, I I concur. All right, mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna call that a wrap. Thank you for listening to Doug and Joe talk. We'll talk to you next week.